Welcome to It's Her Business, the money accelerator show where we help service-based entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants from around the world to get more clients, achieve financial freedom, and build an amazing lifestyle business that you love. I'm Eva Palakova, I'm your host, and let's dive in. Welcome to episode 22 of the It's Her Business podcast, and today I want to talk about the Cartman drama triangle. If you've never heard of this, it's this, the model of the rescuer, the prosecutor, and the victim. And if there is one thing, one thing only, that you can give up that will shoot your leadership ability over 10 levels higher, then it is being 100% responsible for not participating in this role model. So let's talk about what this is. So it is how we play roles as leaders. So it is the rescuer and the prosecutor and the victim models. And I've been quite honestly fascinated with this model for years and years because it is one of the most powerful tools to help us surrender our biggest, biggest leadership blocks and move our business to a whole other level. So I want you to bear with me for a minute as I explain this model to you so that you can understand this and apply this to your leadership and not just your leadership, but also your relationships, your friendships, your romantic relationship and so on and so forth. So um, first things first, whenever you have a victim in the room, you're also bound to have a either a prosecutor or a rescuer or both in the same room, right? And it's not like one is causing the other and one is responsible and one is the bad guy and one is the good guy. Quantum contrary, right? Like they always arise together. They like to play together, right? And neither of them is better than the other. So again, whenever you have a victim, you're bound to have a prosecutor and or a rescuer in the room. The victim, let's talk about the victims first, right? Because the victims are, well, they're, they're victimized, right? They're disempowered, they're murdering, they show up as the poor me, they're sacrificing for the others, but there is the underlying resentment underneath about it, right? It's, it's, it's kind of a disempowered thing and they're unwilling essentially to step into their power and own who they are. So the prosecutor always gets a juice out of it. There was some juice in it. There was some payoff. We wouldn't be playing the victim if there was no payoff to it. And it's usually like the pity party, how having others feel, feel bad for us and, you know, poor me and life is difficult and so on and so forth, right? So uh, there is a juice of enrolling rescuers around us to come and save us, right? So that's the victim. Now the prosecutor... The prosecutor tends to get kind of ugh, like annoyed, right? And then snappy and impatient and is like, oh, let me just do it myself, right? Let me just jump in and do it myself. Like I don't have a patience for this kind of behavior, right? So, so the juice and the payoff is really being superior and being in control and feeling more prideful, better at, about ourselves, right? So, and then the cost of the prosecutor is, well, it's it's basically supporting the victim in being the victim, right? So when we play the prosecutor, we are basically stuck doing things ourselves in business, right? Um, and we're stuck with people around us that aren't really helpful because they're totally disempowered and they're not stepping into their full power and abilities, okay? So that's the prosecutor. And then you get the rescuer. 
So typically, the rescuer arrives on the scene, and if there's already a prosecutor, then the rescuer comes in and says, okay, the, you poor victim, let me save you from this mean prosecutor. By the way, you see this in politics, too. I'm not going to name any parties, but, you know, in politics, you see politicians playing these things, too, right? So it's kind of funny to watch it all. But anyway, so the rescuer is on the scene. If there's a prosecutor, they're going to make them wrong and save the victim. Sometimes if you don't have a prosecutor, the rescuer just arrives and saves the poor victim, right? So they arrive and they're helpful. Let me help you. Let me save you, right? So the Jews, the Jews here is the moral superiority okay so they're saving the victim they get to feel good about themselves how helpful quote-unquote they are okay so here's the thing lots of leaders make the mistake of confusing leadership with prosecutorship or rescuership so you can't rescue and lead at the same time those are not compatible if you're rescuing somebody and being helpful, you're not empowering them. You're actually disempowering them. You are keeping them stuck in the victim zone. Is this making sense to you guys? I hope it is. So if you tend to like to save people, just realize you're not being a leader and you're not moving your company forward, okay? If you are in a partnership, in a romantic partnership, and you tend to play the rescuer and being helpful and saving your partner it's the same thing that relationship is not based in integrity okay and i i will tell you why i'm saying this i was married for seven years where we had this kind of dynamic and it took a divorce for us to move that relationship into integrous friendship that was beyond the level of rescuership okay but i'll talk about this some other time so again, you can't rescue and help people and try to save them and lead at the same time. Leading is empowering people, not disempowering them. Okay, same thing with the prosecutor. If you, if you tend to kind of play the prosecutor, make people wrong, which is my vulnerability, quite frankly, uh, then you're not leading. You're making people scared of you. And that's who, what I used to play, right? And so I, that's, it's kind of my vulnerability and I have to be super, super careful about it. So here is a thing let me ask you a question let me ask you a question so that you can see what you're vulnerable to imagine you're in the audience and you're watching somebody really uncomfortable on stage right uh, palm sweaty they're kind of like slurring their words and they're not doing a great job being comfortable on stage so when you're watching somebody uncomfortable on stage how do you tend to react do you tend to want to save them and rescue them and then try, try smiling and nodding to make them feel comfortable? Is that your go-to reaction? If that's the case, you are vulnerable to being the rescuer type. If you tend to react like I do and get really annoyed... And almost angry. It's like, oh, why is this person on stage? They should, whatever, right? Like you just kind of tend to make them wrong. And you want to tend to get annoyed and want to tend to get away from them and run. Then you might be just more vulnerable to being the prosecutor. So just notice your reaction. And you're going to see what's your major vulnerability. Okay? So... 
For those of you guys who still think that saving and rescuing people is a good thing, right? Because you still have the sense of false moral superiority. I want to put this in a different context, and that is the Hawkins map of consciousness that we talk about all the time, right? So anything below 200 on that map is below the level of integrity and is a destructive. Anything above 200 is constructive, okay? So the victim calibrates at 180. It's at the level of pride, and it's below 200. It's below the level of integrity, and it's therefore destructive. The prosecutor calibrates at 185. It's at the level of pride. It's below 200 again. It's below the level of integrity and it's also destructive. The rescuer calibrates at 190. It's also at the level of pride. It's also below 200 and it's also below the level of integrity. Therefore, destructive. All those things are destructive. The rescuer is not better than the victim. They're both at the level of pride. They're both destructive. Okay? So the helpfulness of the rescuer is descriptive. destructive. It's a mere false sense of moral superiority. It's not doing anything. So we all have to be very, very careful very very careful when we try to be helpful to make sure we're not disempowering people around us okay so if you are committed to developing your leadership and you are committed to being a great leader for your team or for your va or for your social media people or to build integrous relationships with your family friends and romantic partners then you have to be very very careful to make sure you're not being helpful you're not martyring you're not rescuing you're not prosecuting you're not playing any of these three roles and when you notice you're playing it just notice it and disconnect from it and sometimes it really helps to have a conversation with the other person a person and clean it up and take responsibility for the role that you have been playing so you can kind of disconnect it you know quite frankly I've had these conversations many many times in my life the first time I remember having it is when I uh, was uh, you know when I owned the restaurant my first restaurant and I was playing the prosecutor all the time and I had to step up and say oh my gosh sorry guys I have been pretending that you guys are uh, total idiots and you don't know what you're doing and I have been you know, putting you down all the time and I need to stop doing that because I need to start trusting you and let you do what you do. And I had to own it with them and I had to allow them to step into their power. And it was a very difficult conversation to have, right? So um, you might have to have some courageous conversations in your life with your team or, or with your family members to own the rescuing uh, or playing the victim or the prosecutor and so you can actually disconnect yourself from that because once you own it once you share it it's going to make pretty much impossible to go back to it right because the other people can see it so it kind of holds you accountable so anyway that is the rescuer and the prosecutor and the victim model and if you want to learn more about this um gosh if you just google the Cartman drama triangle then you will find tons and tons of resources about it and you can start reading articles and I talk about that I talked about it in my first book and I talk about it all the time so we'll get to revisit the topic soon enough but I hope this is helpful to you to just kind of get a window of some of your leadership vulnerabilities so that's it for today and I will see you next week on the next episode
To continue the conversation, I want to invite you to join our next seven-day retreat uh, that we're doing, and you can do so by sending the word retreat to 66866, and that will get you registered, and we'll see you there.